All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Daily Faceoff Show, your everyday source for the latest news with top-notch insight and analysis. Here's your host, Frank Cervalli. Welcome to the Daily Faceoff Show, streaming live on dailyfaceoff.com, Twitter, as well as YouTube. He is former New Jersey Devils captain and MSG analyst Bryce Salvador. I'm Frank Cervalli, and Bryce. One of my favorite parts of being a dad is, uh, you know, checking the Halloween candy. Do you have a little favorite candy that you, you stole from your boys on Sunday night? Oh, definitely, Frank. I steal Swedish fish. That is my oh. kryptonite. Uh, I'll go through boxes of those uh, if they're left unchecked. How about yourself? It. Yeah, and, and don't, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Laffy Taffy and Sour Patch Kid guy. I like any kind of gummy candy. And don't at me, but... My hot take is that all the candy available in Canada is mostly hot garbage. So uh, with that, we the calendar has turned to November, uh, a really big day for the National Hockey League and the NHLPA, uh, still reeling from the events of last week with the revelation of Kyle Beach uh, and the sexual assault at the hands of Brad Aldrich and the Chicago Blackhawks back in 2010. Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds on the clock and, and dig in and dive into these topics. And Bryce, the big thing uh, for today, there's multiple things on the agenda, as I mentioned, but the executive board call that's going to be taking place with Don Fear and the 32 NHL player reps from each of the 32 clubs later today to discuss uh, Don Fear's role in this incident uh, in, in terms of not passing along some of the information that he had learned. We still don't have any clarity from Don Fear specifically, aside from a statement as to exactly what he did know. But I can tell you this, that the players are fired up. They're asking questions. Uh, he had an in-person meeting 
with the Edmonton Oilers players as part of his fall tour late last week. And I'm told that that meeting was contentious, which carries into today's call. And, and I guess my question to you, Bryce, is as a former player, what would you be feeling right now? And, and what kind of questions would you like answers to? Well, I was a former rep for several years when I was with St. Louis and even the Devils. And so this is, this is for me, really important to understand more so than how Chicago handled it as a former player. I need to know that the PA has my back. And if I need help that they are going to genuinely make sure they turn over every stone to get me the help that I need. And so if this is true and it all comes out that, you know, the NHL players association and, and Donald fear had this type of information and it didn't get passed on. I don't even know how to process that information um, because it, it's just perplexing that this would not have been vetted out to full extremes from the Players Association standpoint. Now, look, I can understand from Chicago, that's an organization. They're in this winning at all cost mode at that particular moment, not justifying how they handle it by any means. But you can, you can see why they went a different way. Now, the Players Association, this will and it would be unacceptable, quite frankly, from my perspective, if I was on that call. And, and it's not to point necessarily fingers at Donald Fear. It's just the whole process. How did it break down? Uh, it just, it, it's unacceptable. How do we make sure this never happens again? Well, you, you could see the emotion from Kyle Beach in terms of saying, look, if, if the NHLPA isn't looking out for players, who's going to? So going to be really exactly. interesting. I think in a lot of ways, Don Fear's days are numbered. It's just a matter, you know, there's lots of frustration also baked into the NHLPA in terms of the succession plan that he had been talking about for a while that we haven't seen any light of. You know, I'd be curious to see whether he says that he's going to step down at the end of the season if the players attempt to oust him via 18 yes votes that uh, they'd force him off the call and, and then hold a vote. Uh, lots of things can come out of tonight. Um, it's going to be fascinating to watch those developments. And so, you know, I wanted to get your perspective. You mentioned, you know, the fact that you were an NHLPA player rep as part of your career, but you also spent parts of the first four seasons of your career playing for Joel Quenville. Uh, there's been lots of talk about Joel Quenville and his role in this. The report was not pretty uh, in terms of, you know, that perpetuating that attitude win at all costs. And the cost here was um, the safety of, of one of the players in the Blackhawks organization uh, in Kyle Beach. And of course, he ends up losing his job over this. He steps down and resigns as Florida Panthers coach um, on Thursday after meeting with Gary Bettman. How are you processing this as someone that, um, you know, knows Joel Quenville and, and knows the man, um, you know, behind the mustache, so to speak? Yes, it's very difficult to process, and, and I haven't been able to really come to terms um, with this type of information. Uh, Joel Quinville was instrumental uh, in my career. He was my first coach. Uh, he spent a lot of time with me individually, probably you know, unprecedented in terms of the stuff that he would work with me one-on-one -on, -one on the ice for what a coach would do. And so you know, that's obviously 20 years ago. And so you always have those memories of who helped you along the way. And, and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of players that have had close interactions with, you know, some of the personnel like Joel Quinville, um, would be Stan Bowman. It's just how do you compartmentalize these emotions where you know somebody as somebody that's been so helpful in your career to somebody that 
has really hurt people. Um, and, and it's just something that you can't process immediately. And, and, and I would just say from a former player's perspective, because I know, you know, and I put myself in this media, put the media hat on now is when we're reaching out to all these players that are had these type of relationships with the, with the people involved that I just ask that we do give them a little bit of time to really reflect on how they're feeling because me and I, my relationship is going down 20 years where it was really close with Joel Quinville and I still can't work through this process myself because of how much he meant to me as a player. And, and so I just, like I said, I just want to make sure that we do give the players a little bit of time to digest this. I'm sure everyone will come out in their own time and talk about it. Um, but it's not easy. And, and at the end of the day, it, it's not about, you know, me, it's about Kyle and, and if players do speak out, maybe we're able to help, uh, support him and then, you know, and other potential victims. Yeah. I think that's well said, Bryce, because, you know, I, I think that, you know, a lot of people have spoken previously about Joel Quenville and his character and, and, you know, doesn't mean that, that you can't make a mistake and that clearly mistakes were made here. Um, and this is something that everyone, it probably including Joel Quenville and the other men that were in the room that day when the decision was made in the Chicago Blackhawks front office to not pursue this further at that moment because the timing was inconvenient. That's something that they're also all probably, or hopefully at least internally wrestling with. And, and among the questions that you know still need to be answered, it's interesting today that NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman is holding a press conference at 1 p.m. He's actually going to be the first person uh, at least tangentially involved in this incident and this case to answer questions for the first time. The Blackhawks, their owners, Rocky and Danny Wirtz, haven't answered questions. Stan Bowman hasn't answered questions. Joel Quenville hasn't answered questions. Don Fear hasn't answered questions. No one to this point has stepped to the forefront to answer questions with their involvement in the incident. And Bryce, for me, there's a number of questions that I have, and I'm sure a lot of other reporters and media members have for NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman today when he holds his press conference in about 45 minutes time. Some of those like, when did you first learn of this incident? They had said at their press conference at the Stanley Cup final that it was quote, just recently. There seems to be a suggestion that the NHL was notified by the Blackhawks in late December, early January uh, about this incident. Why didn't the NHL investigate here instead of leaving it to the Chicago Blackhawks to hire an independent investigator? Why was the punishment so light? Why is it that um, improper exercise testing of draft eligible prospects gets, you know, draft picks yeah. that are that end up being levied here? Um, you know, the CBA circumvention with Ilya Kovalchuk's contract, three million dollar fine plus draft picks. Why is that? you know, a heavier uh, fine or punishment than the $2 million fine that the NHL levied. Why has there been no punishment for the way the Blackhawks allegedly, you know, suddenly don't have the employment personnel file for Brad Aldrich? Was it destroyed? Um, there seems to be no questions. And why wasn't, um, you know, why weren't the owners of the Blackhawks, Rocky and Danny Wirtz, part of the investigation? Why weren't they asked questions or interviewed? Why was Joel Quenville allowed to coach on Wednesday night, given all that we learned, not just in the report, but also in Kyle Beach's interview that was so emotional? 
and the statements that he made about Joel Quenville and the, the more information that he was supposed to have learned. These are all questions that I'm hoping and, and sort of just the tip of the iceberg to sort of set the agenda for today and what we might hear. Is there anything, Bryce, among what I just asked that um, you know really grabs your attention? Well, Frankie, you, you listed them all off there. And, and what just really comes to mind for me is that they're trying to figure out how to handle this. It goes deep. There's probably more people that knew what was going on and they're shuffling through it. It's just, you know, no one wants to talk now until they really understand how to process all this. And, and you're right. To me, the biggest thing is why was Joel Quinville allowed to coach a game? When did the NHL actually know about this? And why did it take so long for them to come out with statements? And, you know, I know they did an investigation, but it just seems that we're going to find out there's more to this story. Yeah, it seems like the league and everyone involved has been way too slow to react. So uh, looking forward to getting answers to those questions and a uh, little bit of hockey talk to get to this morning uh, as well. Um, you know, the Battle of Alberta, Bryce, has been fascinating to watch, not necessarily from these two teams clashing on the ice, but more so the fact of where they're both trending to start this year. Uh, both the Oilers and the Flames off to hot starts this season. Is there one in your mind that's more sustainable to, to keep going here? And I, I know you wanted to give the Flames a little bit of love as well. <laughs> yeah, well, look, Edmonton, I picked them to finish second in the Pacific, so I'm not surprised by the way they're playing. But I do want to give the Flames some love here because, because I did see them play. And what Daryl Sutter has these guys believing in is, is beautiful. Like, these guys came, they're rolling four lines. All six defensemen are engaged. They're getting great goaltending. And the Devils had no answer for them. And when you have everybody really wanting to buy into a system, especially defensively. Like I said, I'm going to go over some stats here. Look at the rush chances that they're giving up. Only 3.6, which is the fewest in the National Hockey League coming into tonight's games. And then they're only allowing 1.1 rebound chances against, which is the third fewest. And then they're only allowing 12.5 slot passes against, which is the fifth best in the National Hockey League. So when you see those numbers, that tells me they're buying in defensively. When you're giving up that few of rush chances, that means your forwards are also committing into backside pressure. And then your D, you're really gapping up. You're being sound defensively. And then on top of that, they're really doing an excellent job creating offense. And so this was what was surprising to me. So they're defending the rush well, but they're also exposing teams on the rush. 6.9 rush chances per game is the eighth highest. And their forechecking was relentless when I saw it against the Devils. The Devils could not get out of their zone. And we're seeing that they're generating the second most forechecking chances because of that, which is leading to the third most shots on net and then the ninth most slots to, from, the shot, uh, from the slot. And so when you really put that all together, for me, this has been the biggest surprise team uh, in the National Hockey League. They're catching everybody. And you got Lindholm, you got Majerapani, you've got Goudreau off to great starts. And they're all buying in. They're believing. It's contagious what Daryl Sutter has going on there. Um, Coleman's done a great job. Um, Anderson on the back end has done, you know, a phenomenal job there replacing some of the minutes from uh, from the departure of Mark, D uh, their captain, Giordano. And so, um, like I said, it's been a real surprise.
pleasant surprise. I had these guys to finish fourth in the Pacific. So they're really showing me that they, they're going to be a much better team. Yeah, the underlying numbers are really interesting, Bryce, which you just hit on. To me, I, I look at some of the goals that they've gotten so far this year from Lindholm and Mangiapane, each of them shooting 35%. I think they'd be thrilled if they could be at a third of that uh, when yeah. it's all said and done this season. So the goal part, maybe not so much sustainable in terms of who's scoring and how often, but at least um, you know certainly some positive trends for the Flames in transition on both sides of the puck. So interesting stuff from you there. Let's, uh, let's play a little trick-or-treat. It's a special Halloween edition. I know it's November 1st, Halloween edition of our big segment of the day. All right, Bryce, I was asking you about some candy right off the top. I, I love Halloween, yep. one of my favorite holidays of the year. Um, but let's play a little trick-or-treat because, you know, we're about three weeks into the NHL season, give or take. And, you know, wise man once said to me, whatever you see from the first two weeks, take it with a grain <laughs> of salt. But once you get towards one whole month of play, well, then you could take it to the bank because there's enough of a sample size at that point from what we've seen. So I'm going to throw three teams at you, three from the east and three from the west. You tell me, is their start of the season a trick or is it a treat? So is it real or is it not? So let's, uh, let's dive into the Eastern Conference. One of the teams I wanted to ask you about, the New York Rangers. Off to a great start under Gerard Gallant. Trick or treat? Well, I have to say that these guys are a treat. Now, I'm not walking up to that house out of principle because I'm a, <laughs> I'm a former Devils player. But if I have some kids, I'm saying they can go up and get the treats here. The way that their, uh, Shesterkin has been in net, he's stealing them games. You've got Kreider off to a phenomenal start. Uh, the way that they are playing on the road, 5-1-0, and oh, is, is instrumental in terms of generating points and sustaining their start to the season. So for the Rangers, absolutely, that is a treat um, for me. Now, Washington, if I'm walking up to that house, I'm passing. And the reason why I'm passing this house, even though if there's treats on the porch, uh, Frank, is because... The fact is, I just don't believe in the goaltending yet. You, uh, you know, you got Vanacek, you got Samsonov. Combined, they don't have 100 games of National League experience. And so, for me, I still haven't seen enough there. They're, you know, yes, Ovi is scoring at a phenomenal pace, but their power play is 18th in the National Hockey League. I need to see more then. Maybe when, you know, Backstrom comes back and he's going and we see a little bit more from their special teams, then maybe I might dip into some treats there now. Boston is the last one that you have up here for me. Look, I like the way that they're playing at home. They've got Detroit coming up and Ottawa. So because they got a couple teams that the, these ones, I think they can win. I, I'll be buying on these guys too in terms of you know uh, this being a treat. But if you know if the goaltending doesn't get a little bit better, Allmark, uh, in terms of just really helping solidify the back end there, you've got Bergeron who doesn't. You know, he's only got three points, hasn't scored a goal. I need to see more from Hall. But look, I'm taking this treat just because I think they're going to beat Detroit and Ottawa at home here this week. Well, it's going to take a lot more than that to get into the playoffs. I kind of think what we've seen yeah. from the Bruins to start, at least from my perspective, they're probably exactly what they are. Lots of new faces, some injuries as well. I, I don't see the Bruins being sort of any world beater this year, although a lot of people looked at that roster and really liked it in the preseason. What about the West? So let's uh, let's take a look at the West and give me some 
tricks or treats, the San Jose Sharks have been one of the biggest surprises for me in the league this year. Is what we're seeing from them real or not? Well, right now it's definitely a treat for me. Like they're ninth in the league. You know, even though their special teams is mid-pack, they're getting decent goaltending. Actually, we'll say great goaltending from Reimer. He's been good. Yes, Burns hasn't got a goal yet, but I like the way that Carlson's responded this season. You know, Timo Meyer, uh, Logan Couture, he's those two guys seem to be really generating some offense. So that for me is a treat. Uh, a house that I'm absolutely walking past and not stopping is Dallas, uh, Frank. I, I just, you know, you got you got Ben, the captain there. He doesn't have a goal. Radulov, Sagan, Logan Couture, they've only got, uh, what, I think maybe five goals combined. So, or, or sorry, Paul Volsky, um has only got combined five goals com uh, together. So I'm passing on that house. And then when you look at the Nashville Predators, it's been a great story. They've won three in a row. Um, and you got to like the way that they're getting depth scoring. You've got seven players on that team with at least five points. Um, and so you're getting that depth scoring. Goaltending has been okay, but their power play has been phenomenal. It's seventh in the National Hockey League. But this is a house that if they're giving me some treats, I'm only taking maybe one because they've got Calgary, who I talked about earlier, we both talked about in Edmonton, back-to-back -back this week. So if you overload on the treats, I think you might have an upset stomach come Thursday morning. Oh, man. Well, uh, that overload on the treats, that would be a fair way to describe me on Sunday night. Like I said, uh, love rate, you know, having to check the candy from the kids and, and taking all the bad ones away so that, so that I can enjoy them. Uh, one of my favorite holidays and some interesting starts. Uh, the Sharks did not see that coming. Seems like there's been a bump from not having a Vander Kane in the lineup. And the Stars, man, this is a team that had gotten to the Cup Final just a couple seasons ago. And and with that core is built to win now, not built to win later. So uh, going to be interesting to see if Dallas can get it together as well. Bryce, that was uh, the inaugural edition of Trick or Treat. And I'm looking forward to having that back again in the fold next year on the Daily Faceoff Show. All right, it's time for the Daily Faceoff Show inbox question of the day. You can hit us up on Twitter, hashtag AskDFO. We'd be happy to answer your questions. i got a bunch of good ones today that we'll sprinkle in throughout the week. But sticking with the Halloween theme, got to ask you, Bryce, what were some of the favorite hockey Halloween costumes you saw from around the NHL? It's like, it seems like for whatever reason, and I don't know if you have a favorite one from when you played and, and some of the parties that you had went to, but seems like NHL guys get way more jacked up than, than any of the other sports when it comes to Halloween <laughs> and, and throwing all that up there on social media for us all to enjoy. Well, it sure is. It's always the team party that I looked forward to the most. For whatever reason, that was the one that we always circled our calendar. We're always, you know, being the captain. You're always trying to find a time in the week right around Halloween that you get you know, all the guys together because you, you would see that the spouses would get involved, the kids would get involved. And um, I think it just stems to the fact that the hockey culture inside the locker room is close and everyone um, really likes to have fun, you know, poke jokes at each other. Um, so that's just why it seems that, you know, the NHL players really enjoy Halloween more so than the other professional sports. All right, so let's take a run through some of the favorites that we saw on social media. Speaking of having everyone together in the same house, that would be Jake Neighbors, who lives with his St. Louis Blues teammate, Braden Shen. Uh, he goes as the caddy from Happy Gilmore. 
the Shens all involved, including uh, <laughs> what looks like their pup there. So uh, that was a good one. Uh, let's yep. keep rolling here through these. We got Jason Zucker from the Pittsburgh Penguins and his family, uh, clearly big fans of the Ted Lasso show. Uh, so they get the, the kids involved, which I love as well. We got Matthew Joseph. Bryce, you love this one. <laughs> well, it was just, you know, it was pretty authentic in terms of just how real he represents little Wayne in this one here. So this one really stuck out to me. You know, just he went into full detail to really pull this one off. So I give him full credit and I give him top marks on this one. Yeah, the face and neck tats are pretty awesome. Ryan Reeves, I think, was my favorite. Colonel Sanders there, and of course, he's got his his uh, his chicken there as well. So uh, that was a good one. And we've got uh, one more from Nick Jensen. I, I get the Macho Man part. Maybe I'm just old here. What is he holding? It looks like a K cup of coffee. I have no idea what that is. I'm sure someone will fire out a tweet and, and correct me. But uh, anytime you can throw a, a Macho Man up there and and get his his uh, significant other there involved, uh, pretty awesome. So. Love the display uh, from the hockey community on the Halloween front. Like I said, uh, can never have too much Halloween content. So uh, thank you for that. And let's get to our daily face-off. Best bets of the day. Tyler Remchuk, are you still on a roll? Uh, not quite. Went one and one on Friday. <laughs> Didn't end up playing on a Saturday night with the Blues and Hawks game. I thought about it, but with flurry between the pipes, I'm, I'm kind of in this space right now where I just feel like the Hawks eventually have to get lucky and get a win. So I'm kind of staying away. But uh, let's look at the slate tonight, courtesy of our friends over at Points Bet. Stay sharp with Points Bet. Uh, it, it, it's a quiet night in the NHL, and that's usually tough when you're looking to get some sort of play out of just three games. And Washington, Tampa, like I thought about this one a little bit. I like the Lightning on home ice, but Washington's rolling as well. And, you know, the goaltending matchup's definitely in favor of Tampa, but. Minus 145. I, again, it, this was one of those I was close on it, but I really couldn't find it myself to commit to the Lightning here at minus 145. And it was honestly the same mindset looking at this Hawks and Senators game as well. Like, I like the Senators. I think they are a better team than the Blackhawks. But plus 120, I think the Hawks, they might be due for a win right away. I just, this one again was in this weird middle zone where I just couldn't find myself willing to commit to either team at those current price points. But my one play of the day is going to come up in Edmonton where the Seattle Kraken make their first regular season trip to Rogers place. And, you know, goals have been a little bit hard to come by in the Seattle games. They've been a pretty decent under team, averaging 5.66 total goals per game. Edmonton, on the other hand, they are a great over team. 6.71 goals per game so far this season for them. And their last three home games have all gone over as well. Miko Koskinen was fantastic on the weekend. I've seen enough Miko Koskinen in my time here in Edmonton to know that back-to-back -back good performances are usually pretty hard to come by. On top of that, Edmonton gives up the fourth most shots against per 60 at 5-on-5. Five five. So I think Seattle will get a few goals, and I like betting on Edmonton's offense to keep the ball rolling as well. They've been red hot for most of the season. So I'm going to take over six and a half goals in Seattle and Edmonton, and that is going to be my only play so far. All right, good. We'll keep an eye on that. Now it's time for Garbage Time with Bryce. Uh, an important thread from you that you put out on Twitter over the weekend. Lots of soul searching for a lot of different reasons in the hockey community this weekend. And you've got another one that really caught your eye at a minor hockey tournament that you were at. Well, yes. And, you know, Frank, this was, you know, really a, a pretty emotional weekend for me. I, I coach a 12 
uh, year old hockey team and, and we had a couple kids get injured over the weekend and uh, they both had to go to hospitals and, and look, injuries happen in hockey, at times kids get hurt. Um, it's nothing new and, and we're not naive to that fact. And But what really struck me is the response from not the kids, but all the adults um, in the rink, going almost getting to you know fights and throwing punches and and screaming at each other at each other and it just kind of really had to take a moment to reflect on this and just like where is you know our hockey culture going to um, and I don't know if I felt compelled just because if I'm not going to say something who is you know and maybe this is what's coming as a result of Kyle Beach and maybe I kind of felt compelled to say something on social media because we're getting to a point where we have to understand that these kids are not professional athletes. And this one particular uh, semifinal game, we had a kid that was on the ice for 10 minutes and, and we had to get an ambulance to, to, to get the kid off the ice. You know, it looks like everything's going to be fine there. So that's, that's great. But I then had to spend the next 10, 15 minutes, you know, arguing with people why it was not safe to put 12 year old kids back on the ice within a couple hours right because they were traumatic they were trying the kids were you know trying to fight they're trying to you know almost like revenge their teammate and so you have to reset these kids mindsets and if anything not just to protect the kids on my team but also the other team's kids and and it's not the single i didn't really want to single out any one coach or player or or parents it's just more of it's widespread where we can't even have rational conversations anymore uh, Frank, inside these rinks where, you know, the people that are coming up and talking to me about you know, why we're not playing, none of them initially asked me, how's the kid doing? It was like, don't you have more kids? Don't you have numbers? Can't you just play? And I'm like, well, no, excuse me, you know, sirs and gentlemen and ladies. No, like we don't. It, it, it's not about the number of kids. It's about the principle and about the mental health of these kids. So it, it's it's just sad. Um and, and something needs to be done. And it's not something I know that just hasn't happened now in terms of the culture, but we need more people, you know, talking about these issues and hopefully we can effect some change um, in the mindsets of everybody as we go into a rink. Yeah, I think that's really well said, Bryce. And, and if you didn't get a chance to, to see his thread where he spells out all the details at Bryce Salvador on Twitter, and, and I can see tangentially at least the connection to you know, Kyle Beach and what the hockey community has gone through because what was lost then and what was lost in your minor hockey tournament this past weekend was perspective. You know, yeah. let's actually take a step back from the competition. We're all competitive people and look at the big picture here. And that is no Stanley Cup, even at the highest level in the NHL is worth, you know, the safety and health of, of someone else um, and keeping them that person safe. And so the same thing, you know, with your minor hockey tournament, we're talking about, a, a, you know, a tournament in October, you know, what, what are we like in the grand scheme of yeah, things, I, what are we really talking about in terms of a, a championship game? Like it, it means nothing. And, and even more so the fact that these are minor hockey players who are not professionals and, you know, may not be on the path to playing at a real high serious level. So let's take yeah. a step back and do what matters most, not just for those kids, but also the 20-year-old in Kyle Beach and whoever may be in 
um, a vulnerable or delicate position. So well said yeah. by hey, you. Hey, Frank. Hey, Frank. I was just going to say one thing. I just jumped in there. Like, you're exactly right. Perspective. Before that first game of the day, the kids were talking about the whole theme of this show, what they were going to be for Halloween. Right? And, and so... They're kids. <laughs> they're kids. And let's, let's keep that reminder there. Kyle Beach, even at 20 years old, was still kind of a kid. I know people would say he's an adult, a grown man at that point. Yes, but you still need people looking out for you and having these conversations. And Bryce, well said by you in garbage time. That's all the time we have for today on the Daily Faceoff Show. Lots coming up uh, and lots uh, that will happen later today. So stay tuned to dailyfaceoff.com for all the latest news, insight, and analysis. We'll be back tomorrow with Mike McKenna. Until then, have a great day. Thanks for watching the Daily Faceoff Show. Make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.